taking a part of the first Ballon d'Or was obviously a big moment for me, but I think it was a big moment for the women's football game uh, as well, because finally we found stage at the Ballon d'Or, which is quite a historical award. From Uninterrupted, this is Dialed In. I'm Sky Dickinson from the Athlete Relations team at Uninterrupted, a place where we are always having insightful conversations with athletes from all over the world. On this show, you're also plugged in because every episode features a different athlete calling in to share their story about what's happening in sports and society. All right, let's get dialed in. Congratulations. Merci, merci. Uh, you go down in history as the first ever female to win the Ballon d'Or. On the line for this episode is Norwegian soccer star Ada Hegerberg. At 24 years old, Ada is already one of the most decorated European footballers of all time. Ada Hegerberg is the player to focus on today. She is good for both club and country and is still a rising star. Throughout her young career, she's spoken out against gender inequality in her sport and is as relentless in her pursuit of change off the pitch as she is in her pursuit of victory on it. This week, Ada connected with uninterrupted producer John Fontanelli from her flat in Lyon, France, to talk breaking barriers, making history, and recovering from a torn ACL during a global pandemic. Listen in. Ada, so nice to speak with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure to be here. First of all, how are you doing? I'm keeping up quite well. These circumstances are very strange at the moment for all of us in the society. There's some tough, tough days. Trying to keep a perspective, you know, and just do my rehab and just take day by day. Where are you currently? So now I'm back home in my flat in, in Lyon. Uh, we're in completely lockdown in France. So it's a bit strange, but uh, I'm not going to complain. I kind of have everything I need for Maria. I have my bike, I have my ice machine for for the knee, and I have a physio coming up one place to to do some treatment and to work. So it's a difficult situation for for the whole world in the society in general. So thinking of those who are struggling, obviously, in the moment, it's not easy. But personally, uh, I'm doing fine, yeah. So you mentioned you're in France, uh, but it seems like you're alone. Is that right? Are you with friends and family? Are you with your husband? No, I'm, I'm alone at the moment. So it's kind of like a normal life, except that I'm not playing football. So just trying to do the best out of the situation. Uh, obviously using FaceTime a lot to talk with the family and, and my husband, obviously, uh, who's in Poland. I was trying to get to Poland to be with him and do my rehab over there, but uh, they shut the borders already. So it shows that the situation is quite tense. Um, so I'm just trying to like, yeah, stay focused on, on the things I can do, uh, keep my energy on the, the things I can control at the moment and just like make the days uh, pass. We know that the travel restrictions are different everywhere in the world right now. Uh, do you have any indication or do you have any expectation about when you'll be able to see your husband? I know your one year wedding anniversary is coming up next month in May. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. No, that's the hard question, really. We don't know when we're going to see each other again, which is uh, tough facts, but that's life. Uh, there's worse things going on uh, at the moment in the world. So trying to keep like that perspective on it, uh, it kind of helps us a little bit as well in a, in a challenge like this. 
hopefully very soon. I'm, I'm keep joking about that. Uh, I'm going to see him when I'm back on the pitch, but I hopefully we're going to see each other <laughs> before then. You mentioned your recovery. You're recovering from a torn ACL, which you suffered a couple months ago. You briefly mentioned your rehab process and how that's going. You're having to do all of this while being affected by social distancing and shelter in place. How is your rehab process going? And in what ways is it different um, considering the state of the world right now? That's a good question because already it's a completely new situation for me. Uh, I have a huge amount of respect of everyone who came back after an injury like this because it kind of is uh, ups and downs. That's what I got told uh, when I got injured and you slowly get there, but it's like two steps forward and one back always. But I'm considering myself quite quite um, lucky because I have uh, good people around me. I have a physio who's following me every day. And things are going quite well. We've been working quite intense since the operation, uh, seven, eight weeks now. So we decided to kind of take a break just to give the knee some some rest. Because at the end, it, like the knee tells you stop. So you have to like listen to all the signals. And that's what we did. One week off and now I'm back again and I can start finding back to the treatment and all the exercises, which is good mentally as well. You've had an incredible career you know, all the different championships and individual awards. One of your most impressive and perhaps lasting accomplishments was becoming the first woman ever to be awarded the Ballon d'Or in 2018. I'm curious, what was the most thrilling part of that experience for you? It's fun because things go so fast, you know, uh, football, you have, you win, and then it's quick back on the pitch to, to win again, and uh, things go so, move so fast. So now is actually the first time in my career where I got to kind of pull back a little bit and look back on, on the years that I have uh, had uh, in my career. And it's it's been a journey. I, I can't say otherwise. It's been it's been an adventure. Obviously, we had a fantastic time with Leon. We've had some unbeaten runs uh, throughout the years. Taking a part of the first Ballon d'Or uh, version was um, obviously a big moment for me, but I think it was a big moment for the women's footballers game uh, as well. Because um, finally we found stage at the Ballon d'Or, which is quite a historical award. The best feeling I had from that night was kind of that mutual respect, meeting colleagues from the men's football and the women's football. And you felt that mutual respect. And I think that's something we all seek throughout the career, uh, to work to a moment where you kind of get uh, a knowledge for your hard work and everyone knows what it takes to get to that point. And uh, that's kind of my um, best memory, I would say, from the whole night was that mutual respect. I saw that legendary Norwegian striker and current manager of Man U, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, reached out to congratulate you. Uh, talk about your relationship to him and what his support has meant to you throughout your career. Yeah, the story is quite funny, to be honest, because when I was around 14, I was picked to be at his camp. Like he has, he had this football camp for all the best 14 years old uh, players in, in Norway at, at that time. I just remember coming home from that camp and I was just like, this was another level, man. And I just had so much inspiration. And I, I it's a funny story because I remember... We were preparing to go out uh, on the pitch and Ole Gunnar was there to coach himself as well. How he arrived was the thing that I have the best in memory because he arrived on his bike, like he was biking from <laughs> home and coming to the camp. <laughs> and I remember I was like, okay, that guy, that guy is something else, you know. I just got so much motivation coming home from that camp and just 
started like really working on the details, like really acknowledging how important all details are to to reach your goals. And that's why it's so funny that I um, kept in touch with him a little bit uh, throughout the journey. And uh, he also sent me a message when I got this injury, uh, which was uh, very nice of him. And uh, obviously, he's a very important figure in Norway and also in the world at the moment. So um, it's funny because he's like kind of a good example that even though if you're from a very small town, uh, a fish town in Norway, you can still uh, reach the top, you know. Changing gears a bit here, you have been very vocal about the changes that you think need to be made in your sport so that men and women have the same opportunities. Since you started competing professionally over 10 years ago, what are the most important strides that you think have been made up to this point? Wow, where to start? I think you can discuss about that subject all, all year long. First of all, I think with time, while we are pushing for it, the development, it's all about respect, you know, to receive that respect every woman will deserve for the work they put down and start from day one, giving the same opportunities. Because you can see already today that it's a huge difference you know, on how we look on young girls playing football versus how we look at young boys playing football. So it's all about uh, the attitudes versus women playing football. If you give them the right training facilities, the opportunity to actually dream big and, and to go for the dream. In my eyes, the most important thing is that we perform, that we lead the way by performing uh, so that they one day can't uh, outsee us. There are women, I think, throughout the sports world who are fighting for equality in all these different ways. One example that we have in the United States is our U.S. women's national team led by Megan Rapinoe. What do you think of the steps that Megan Rapinoe and the U.S. women's national team has taken uh, in their fight for equality? First of all, if I'm allowed to, to talk a little bit about Rapinoe, uh, she's probably the biggest figure in the women's game. And she's done a huge difference in the way she's been acting since her great success at the World Cup. I think we all need to understand that she's taking a huge responsibility for the game, for the women's game, and that she's have a she's having a really big voice to actually make an impact. And I think we need to acknowledge that, us as colleagues as well, because it's not easy to stand up for your opinions today. Uh, you will get a lot of criticism. Find her uh, very unafraid. She stands up for what she believes in or what she she believes in for the women's game. So she's kind of the leading figure for, for this US team as well. And they have a, quite a strong fan group who's supporting them in the people as well. So uh, I think uh, they have quite good cards to, to move on in a good direction. I have kind of an outside the box question. Hope you'll follow me on this one. Hit it. <laughs> you've done millions of interviews all over the world. I'm sure you've been asked a billion questions. Is there a question that you would like to answer that you have never been asked before? It's hard to pick only one question, but um, I would love to get more questions regarding the technical side of football, you know, getting more football related questions, because obviously that's what we do every day. I take in consideration that uh, we have a lot of responsibility in the positions we are as women's footballer to bring the game into the right direction. So I kind of understand that all the subject about how is women's football going to develop and what are we going to do to yeah push for the differences. But in the end of the day, I love uh, getting questions about football because that's what I'm that's what I'm good at. Uh, that's what I'm like like discussing. Hopefully, one day we get to answer more the football side of it rather than 
how do you feel about being so much less paid than the guys? <laughs> right. Well, the next time we speak, I will have watched a lot of YouTube highlights. I will play some FIFA 20 and I will have some tactical <laughs> questions for you. I promise. <laughs> Absolutely. It sounds brilliant. <laughs> Ada, thank you so much for joining us. Stay safe. Wish you nothing thank but a you. speedy, healthy recovery. And hopefully we get to talk again soon. Sounds great. And thanks for having me. And uh, stay safe, stay home and talk to you. Thanks for listening to Dialed In. For more episodes, subscribe to the uninterrupted We Run This Station feed wherever you get your podcasts. Hit us up on social media at Uninterrupted and tell us which athletes you would like to hear dialed in. Talk soon.